Recorded live. <clears throat> Hi, this is John Bullitt with The Missing Reel. Um, welcome to our Sunday morning podcast, or Sunday afternoon podcast. Uh, I will, uh, today's discussion is uh, about notes on notes. And um, we're going to um, talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the, the writing and the writing style, um, style mistakes, and um, how rewriting is very important. So <clears throat> you can join the discussion. The dial-in number is 724-444-7444. The call ID number is 110096. Please join the discussion this morning. Grab a cup of coffee or tea or what have you and, and, and join us. So let's start out with our discussion today. This is on notes on notes, and one of the things about taking notes as a writer is that everybody's a critic, and everybody has a different point of view of how a story should, the direction a story should take, um, the characters and how they're moved through the story. And this situation obviously gets worse when you talk about the world of fandom. Um, there was a petition sent to um, Disney regarding the Star Wars movies and how these fans wanted it done this way and why, you, why are you, Disney, doing it this way? So the point is that there are Everybody has a different opinion about a story. And sometimes these opinions can be constructive. Sometimes these opinions are destructive. And then, but for the most part, they, most everybody gives you something in, in between all that. Now, um, In terms of, so here's some rules regarding the notes. The first rule that I have is don't let your ego get in the way of the note. Don't let your ego get in the way of the of the comment. You know, I, I really try to emphasize this to my students. You need to just take the notes. Some of them, as I said, are constructive, and some of them will be destructive, and some, but the majority of them will be in the middle somewhere. Quit trying to defend your writing. They're just words on a piece of paper. They can be changed. They should be changed. Take what you need out of the comments, because some people observe things that you didn't see in your story. And they're important to the to to the strength of the story, one way or the other. You may have written something that becomes a weakness in a story, uh, and somebody finds it. Don't try to defend yourself. Take the note. 
You can ignore it later on if you want to. But taking notes from people, particularly, uh, and I'm talking, this is non-studio. This is in a classroom. This is in a workshop. This is in a uh, uh, writer's group, okay? You don't have to take the notes. But appreciate what they're trying to tell you. Get your ego out of the way. And by the way, your uh, the fellow your fellow writers aren't going to coddle your ego. They've got their own egos to deal with. So they're not trying to be personal. They're trying to tell you things they see about the story. So leave your ego at home. Um, now this is for a note giver. Don't just point out the problem of the story. Offer them solutions. Barring that, attempt to be as specific as you can about what's troubling you in the story. For instance, I had written a, a, a script and I had uh, the main character walking away from another character crying. And then, and I didn't even realize this until somebody had given me the notes in a reader's group. I had the same character crying over another incident you know and and one of the people critiquing the story said um it just seems like he's crying all the time well he wasn't crying all the time there was just two scenes but the point was well taken and i rewrote one of the scenes um to be more specific in his actions And, but going back to the note giver, resolving problems with somebody's script will get you much farther with them than simply just calling them out. All right? The writer is, for you as the note, take the note giver, um, the note, the note receiver, uh, for you being the receiver, um, you you know, again, the notes aren't being personal. Now, this is going back to the note givers. You have to be interested in the work. The work, you know, if you're in a writer's group, you have to be interested in that scene or that note. But you can often ask questions of the writer like, what did you want to do in this scene? What was your intention? Because you're trying to shift the onus of the uh, comment away from you being, you know, this isn't personal. So you're trying to act. You're trying to act in a way that gives the writer something to feed you back with, saying, "Well, my intent for this scene was to do this." Okay, that's great, but you, but maybe you needed to tweak this or move this or. Maybe I could suggest that you do this to the story. Um, here's another. Um, here's another um, from the note givers. 
Um, if you begin your notes with what I need to see is, or you need to do this, or, um, you know, everything's being done in absolute form, uh, you alienate people very quickly, and then the writers become defensive. Um, what you need as the note uh, giver is not really important. It's what the writer is trying to do, and maybe you can offer possibilities. I see, you know, with words like I suggest that you take it this way. Um, you, you need to remove your ego from the discussion. You need to remove your emotion from the discussion because maybe this scene is a scene of which you are uncomfortable with or a scene of which you, you think is uh, dishonest. Uh, but it helps that if you can avoid uh, being sarcastic, trying to be superior, condescending, it, it's helpful. You know, you you know, being in an environment where people are criticizing someone else's work can be very stressful for the writer. So don't deliver your thoughts with an with an attitude it just um, it can really change the tone of the room very quickly um, here's a suggestion for writers groups and and um, classrooms that kind of thing is that there is a great benefit in riffing or brainstorming. Um, listen to what people are saying in the room and, and continue to offer the author different alternatives. But just talking to talk or talking in order so that you sound smart is not the best way to be helpful. Don't digress. Don't waste time. You know, in any of those things, people start to look and consider it unprofessional. And, uh, you know, people realize that everybody else sitting in that room is smart. Um, they would, it, it, it wouldn't be otherwise because they wouldn't be there writing. A lot of writers just need help. They need tweaking. And if you come across as, I want to control the room. It's my ego that's important, and all the rest of you are are uh, no good. Um, it's people don't want to listen to that, and you need to be. Uh, this is where it comes into active listening. You need to be an active listener. You need to uh, wait until you have something clear and helpful to say, and say it in a way that's a suggestion. Um, here's something else, and this is for the the note receiver. This is for the writer. Um, when you're receiving these notes from a writer's group or even a critique group, I've been involved in both. Um, 
looking demoralized and defeated or acting wounded and depressed will not change anybody's mind around that table. And it just makes you look weak. It looks makes you look like, oh, you didn't like it. Nobody loves me. You know, that's not what we're there. That's what not, uh, you know, uh, the 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 this interactive environment is about. Getting angry is even worse. Don't roll your eyes. Don't scoff. Don't grunt. Writers must strive to the objective about their work. Remember. It's just words on a piece of paper. You want your story to be better. Receiving notes is not a setback. They're not criticizing you as a person. They're not criticizing your uh, your significant other. They're not criticizing your children. They're not criticizing your Harley Davidson, okay? They are... Um, looking for ways if they're professional and and everybody everybody's working to help everybody else and defending this goes back to something I, uh, I had uh, talked about earlier defending your material with an answer to every note um, puts everybody off you're you're becoming uncooperative you're insecure um, in fact, I um, I criticized one writer about his work as being too precious because it became very obvious that he was writing it for his girlfriend. And basically, ever after he has he avoids speaking to me anytime we meet at a writer's event or anything like that. Writers are inherently insecure people. We write because we're able to uh, expose ourselves, and in doing so, people take a whack at that. You know, that's just the way life goes. Um, um, Harlan Ellison just passed away recently, and people are coming out of the woodwork saying that he was... um, all these terrible, terrible things. It's like, well, you never did it when he was alive because he would respond to you, tell you you're full of crap. Um, so writers are inherently insecure people. Um, and But you have to set that aside. Tuck away your ego and listen for ways to making your script better. Remember the goal of this. The goal of this is to get your screenplay sold into the market. And it's to get that paycheck. It's to get that that Monet at the end of the day that will help you pay the mortgage, buy diapers, and put food on the table. So keep fighting and keep writing. And here's another aspect I think is, is, is very important to all this. Um, the viewer is your audience. The people that will watch the movie. You can't argue with an audience in a movie theater. Okay? The movie's been made. It's up on the screen. It's done. 
And if people aren't coming to see it, part of the blame will be on the script. Well, in the industry, they always blame the screenwriter until the movie's a success, and then it's the director that did it. So just live with that. But um, before you even get the, you have to get past the gatekeepers, and the gatekeepers are the readers. I know because I've been a reader for years and years and years. They feel what they feel. What they feel. They're they're like um, one of the people in your writing group. They're one person, and they're a gatekeeper. If you come back to the reader after they've done a studio read of your screenplay and attempt to prove yourself right and that reader is wrong, it wastes, it's like arguing with a pig. You both get muddy, but the pig, the reader, enjoys it. And then what they're going to do is put a big red X over your name and you'll never sell anything to the studio again or never have anything read by the studio again. So when you receive notes, you should you the writer should be listening. You may not agree with it. You may not agree with a lot of it. But nod your head and say that's a really good suggestion. That's fine. And you can express your point of view, but arguing with either a writing group, the people within the writing group, or a studio reader gains you nothing. Take the note be grateful, and move on. Now, after you receive these uh, notes from your, your contemporaries or you receive notes from a studio or what have you, don't panic. They're not picking on you. They're not trying to say, whoa, what's wrong with you? You know, it's it's take the notes, read the notes, leave the material by itself for a while, go off, go do something else. So that when you come back, reread the notes, reread the script. Um, issues that you thought were going to be very daunting and, and you were incapable of writing, uh, may you may the your mind may be, have gone in different directions now and you, it's, um, you're finding yourself in a more objective frame of mind. If you've got that time. I've received notes from studios and they wanted me to turn it around in um, 48 hours. So I couldn't leave it for two days. But having said that, um, If you've got got the time, then it doesn't, you know, you come back to it in a couple of days, it doesn't look so daunting, and you have a different perspective. So it's, it's just a better way to do it. Now, in terms of these notes, and I don't care if it comes from your contemporary group or it comes from a classroom or it comes from a studio, if you're not being paid to write or rewrite the script, I mean, if you're if you're being paid to write the script, yay on you. But you, but the fact that you're being paid to 
write the script means you're being paid to rewrite the script, which means that you uh, are kind of at the studio's demand. But in any case, you need to shut out the noise. That means find a quiet place to write. And I don't mean the middle of a Starbucks. I mean a quiet place to write. But you need to remember why you're writing this script. And you need to never lose sight of that. Why were you writing the script? What this script means to you and what you want it to be. What do you want the characters to be? What do you want the story to be? Don't lose sight of that, but use the notes in a constructive kind of way if you can. If you can't, then tuck it away. You know, Don't entirely forget it, but put it on the back burner and maybe you'll come back to it. But trust your gut um, about your story. If in the process of these notes, the, the people you received are going to take your, your story to left field, that's when your gut comes in and says, no, this is my vision of the story. This is where we're going to go. And stand by that. So we'll continue our discussion here of, um, into the world of rewriting. I just want to remind everybody that you can call in. We're here every Sunday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the Missing Reel is put on by two script guys. Uh, these are uh, myself and Tom. We're two screen, screenwriters. Um, and um, our world has kind of diverged. Uh, he still lives in Southern California, and I live here in, in the Seattle area. Um, but uh, we're still we still work collaborate together. Um, but you can call into the show. It's seven two four 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 seven four four four, and the ID number is one one zero zero nine six. You can call in any time. You can also join the show and add comments in writing if you would like. Um, that's that's okay too. Um, the Missing Reel is a podcast put on, as I said, by two script guys, but it's a, it's a, it's a podcast that addresses uh, screenwriting and creativity with a special emphasis up here in the Pacific Northwest. John is found uh, on Facebook at either screenwriter John Lovett, J-O-H-N, Lovett. There is another screenwriter uh, named John Lovett, who is J-O-N, but I am J-O-H-N. Uh, or you can find two script guys also on Facebook. Um, two script guys can also be found on Twitter. Uh, I do Twitter a little bit, not particularly much. Um, if you've got time today, um, it closes at, at 6, but if you've got time today, um, uh, you can go down to the Washington State Toy and Geek Fest, um, which is at the in Puyallup at the State uh, Fair location. Um, go up to the uh, uh, the um, Renton City Comic Con, the RenCon booth, and say hello and say tell them John sent you. Go visit Raven Oak or uh, Jessica uh, um, Sundin or um, several of the other writers that are there today. Um, so, 
John is also found uh, on blogspot.com under The Missing Reel, where we uh, have several uh, different uh, discussions of screenwriting. And we try to break it down for you, try to make it simple. Screenwriting is not brain surgery, believe me. Sometimes it feels like it, but it's not. If you want to contact John, you can contact John at 2TWOScriptGuides at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact John uh, at 626-548-8319 and leave a message, and I will get back with you as soon as I can. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, I always uh, carry the the talk show um, URL and the, the weekly uh, topic uh, in my discussion. I want to tell you that uh, the local writer, Kat Richardson, has just come out with a new book called Blood Orbit. You should go to Amazon and find it and read it. It is an excellent book. John is also providing a screenwriting class at Bellevue College. Um, actually, I have two classes running in parallel. I have uh, one class um, that starts here on the 5th of July, and the other class starts on the 20th of September. Um, both these classes are um, held in the... Um, the North Campus, which is uh, 14673 Northeast 29th Place in Bellevue, which is right on the border between Bellevue and Redmond off the 520 freeway. Uh, the current class, which um, will start on the 5th at 7 o'clock in the evening at the North Campus, is R9470. So if you go to Bellevue College and look up Continuing Education, you're going to find Beginning Screenwriting, the fee is $185. When we go to the fall um, semester, or quarter rather, that starts on the 20th of September, the price goes up to $219,000. I wish it was. $219. Um, uh, and the code there is F9480. It's in the same place, North Campus. It starts at 7 o'clock in the evening and runs for eight sessions. The summer uh, quarter runs for only seven sessions, but the cost of the classes are going up. So if you don't want to spend $219, if you, if you want to spend $34 less uh, than the fall quarter, I would enroll in the class today. Here in Bellevue, Washington, it's on the east side of Seattle. Um, well, across the lake, anyway. Um, so there's two classes that you can choose from. And one starts here in July, the other starts in September. So if you want a beginning screenwriting class, and it covers everything. We cover, uh, it discusses how to structure your scenes, plots, acts, and we try to get to the heart of your story so that you can write it. Okay. Okay. So, 
editing tips, top five reasons that you can take rewriting seriously. One of the things is in the movie industry, when you, were when you receive notes from a studio, and I'm talking about, this is studio unique, but if you receive these notes, as we've previously discussed, be humble, listen to it, digest the notes. Then roll up your sleeves and get the job done so that producers will continue to want to work with you. Because if you argue with producers, um, the real decision makers, not if you get into a room with a bunch of hall mice, I call them hall mice, the, the, the junior executives, they're going to give you all kinds of suggestions, most of which, most of which are dilatorious. But just keep in mind you're not only selling your script, you're selling yourself. This isn't like publishing books. The movie industry is very personal, and it's developed on relationships. Um, so go ahead and um, take the notes. In, like I said, take some time, get away from it, come back, um, and just realize that whatever draft you turned in and they made the notes on are not going to be the same as the final draft. So just keep that all that in mind. Give your story a chance to evolve. Now, here's some things about studios that you need to realize is that if you send in a script that is exceptionally poorly written, that does not follow screenwriting rules, formatting rules, not, well, yeah, sometimes the other rules, the paradigms. If you um, do that, they will, and they keep records of all this. They keep a record of the name. They keep a record of the title. And if your screen play is not polished, they, they will put a big red mark against your name. Now, if you try the stunt of changing the title, changing your name, blah, 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 and it's the same story, or you decided to rewrite something and send it back, uh, but you still haven't formatted it properly, there's still misspelling, there's still grammar errors, there's still all of this. You know, they keep, like I said, they keep a record of that, and people will recognize the script and you know, your script shows up on their door, they throw it in the trash. And the truth of this is the more polished your story is, the greater your odds of selling that script. I mean, I, I can express this from my point of view as a reader. I've said in previous podcasts, if I'm reading your script and I'm still within the first 10 or 15 pages of the script and I've encountered three deliberate misspellings, now, I, don't mean, I mean deliberate misspellings. I don't mean you've gone through with a spell check and you get there, there, and there wrong. Uh, okay, you use spell check. You didn't, okay. But deliberate misspellings, I'll, I'll put a uh, uh, not recommend on your script because you didn't take the time to go through it. So don't blow your chances of achieving your dreams by giving... Um, up on the story or yourself because you've gotten these notes. Or improve your chances by making sure that your script follows formatting rules. Now, if you're using um, a software like Final Draft, it pretty well formats things for you. 
But just make sure that when you go back and reread and reread and reread your script, um, that you've done all the formatting properly because I, even using Final Draft, people have sent me FDX files, which is the Final Draft file. Uh, I've, I've encountered the slug lines that are left, or I've encountered slug lines which are really uh, narrative. You know, in other words, they haven't been formatted as slug lines, have been formatted as um, narrative. I've seen narrative full caps in the middle of the page, on and so forth. Read it, reread it, reread it. And if you need a service, if you feel that you need somebody else, some new eyes, it's going to cost you some money, you know, maybe 50 bucks. Uh, Two Script Guys does offer a script reading service. Now, we offer the script reading service at various levels. You can go to Two Script Guys. Uh, dot com and look at the levels of our services. But the, the basic service allows somebody else to read your script, go through it for the spelling errors, go through it you know, there, there, and there, right? So it allows you to go uh, somebody else, some new eyes that give you just a spelling and um, formatting check, and it's fifty dollars if you tell if you. If you tell me you heard it on a podcast, I can give it to you for uh, uh, $40. $40. That's 20% off. Um, So, you know, just go ahead and, and, um, you know, have another set of eyes look at it. So you don't want to blow your chances in the industry. You want a correctly formatted script. And again, Going back to the more creative side of the house, you don't want to blow your chances uh, with the script. So take the notes you receive from the studio, give yourself some time to digest it, and then come back to the story. But as we talked about earlier, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to trust your gut. Do the notes take you away from the main part of the story? If they do, kind of go back to the studio and said, well, you know, I've read this. I don't quite under, don't, don't say I ain't going to do it. You say, I don't quite understand this. Can we go back over this or something along those lines? Because again, you are selling yourself, not the words on a piece of paper. You know, they, they've seen that you can write. Now what they want you to do is prove that you can deal, you know, deal with them uh, on a professional level, even though they might not do that. You have to do that. So I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, we went a little over time. That's okay. Um, I don't see any further comments. So wishing you all a good weekend. Um, enjoy the fourth. Um, remember, don't look directly in a firework when you light the fumes. It, it, it it really can uh, be detrimental to your day, okay? So why are you listening to me? Go right. Goodbye.